This is NAGP Resurrection, the show where we talk about this week in gaming news, then discuss a topic. Tonight, we're going to talk about the games that really just pissed us all off. And then after that, share some gaming recommendations and then give our final thoughts. First article of the night. Hey, what about us? You know, I did forget you guys, (laughs) didn't I? Oh, boy. All right. So I'm your host, Joseph Burchett. And with me, I have Lionel. Pardon my crunching. Jumpa cables. All right. Uh, hopefully, there won't be any eating during. And we have Mike. You're not the boss of him. Right, I'm not. But please, <laughs> God, no eating. It's disgusting. Okay. Even though you let, even though you let Mike eat. Joe eats with his ass and shits out of his mouth. What? Yeah. I do that. I don't understand why one would want to do that. That's why he uh, finds it disgusting when people eat with their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it all makes sense. Yes. Yeah. All right. First article is by Kotaku. Capcom wants a Street Fighter Five players to publicly shame rage quitters. Ooh. So essentially, they just want them to record any people who rage quit and just so they let everyone know who fucking did that lionel do you have some words (laughs) yeah well i think in the um article they mentioned something about like uh your rank allowing you certain benefits um it may even be tied to like earning points that can be put towards um unlocking stuff i'm not 100 percent sure but this is clearly, it's not just, when you say rage quit, it just invokes someone who's just like, ah, fuck it, and like spikes the controller. It's just mad because they lost. But this is really like, I picture someone in the my head. To, uh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I said, I picture someone in my head when you bring up that image. Oh. <laughs> but um, it's more to it than that. It's um, also. A lot of people trying to preserve, I should say, win streaks, uh, uh, basically fucking the ranking and all around just not being fair for their own benefit. It's it's a bit more than just uh, getting on someone for not taking their lumps. And uh, it does, it can mess with the system a bit. It also just, just interrupts things. It's not the end of the world if you lose a game. Um, well, it is for some, yeah, because like you said, it could mess up their their ranking, right? Yeah, but you didn't you didn't win. Yeah, we like, call that you a know, we, you yeah. got our we call that a dick move. It's pretty much all that is. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah. And um, they don't have a lot of fail safes against it. Um, <laughs> it's funny to see it fail sometimes. Like I think at one point I was watching a. Um, video series from a guy who was playing a lot of Killer Instinct and he put this video up because the guy on there had his microphone on and he saw who he was playing and the moment the fight started all you hear him say over and over is Xbox turn off yeah (laughs) yeah that's like he's straight up trying to bail for that record but yeah hmm well, it, a little bit further down in the article, they do talk about that they are working on some sort of way to kind of help stop this from happening. But 
that's yes for the yeah. protocol for it. Yeah, that, but their interim solution is public shaming. It's the best way to go about doing it. It's interesting. Let the community take over. Yeah, yeah. it's worked in some other um, places. Hmm. Well, hopefully it will work out until until they can get something working. But um, yeah, I, it's it's never good when people do that. Just the last minute. Come on, don't don't be a dick. Yeah, jump with cables. Lionel. I don't do that. Do you do that? Yeah, you do. Oh, shit. You do it to me when we play in real life. Oh. When? What? What are you talking about? Tekken? Tekken, okay. yes. There is a world of difference between me dropping the controller and letting you wail on my character versus getting up and turning off the console. <laughs> Besides, I play another round with you after that. It's still a rage quit. (laughs) Yeah, but it's an honest and heartfelt rage quit. It's not a cop out. I think I'm too pissed off to keep playing for 30 seconds. That is what rage quitting is. Yeah, but I'm not trying to preserve some record. It's not like right after we finish that that round and go to the next one, I'm like, okay, that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. I'm still undefeated. I don't do that. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. It drives me crazy when you do that. But that's the biggest issue with the rage quit. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big issue. If someone wants to just drop the controller and get wailed on, that's fine. Like, I can understand that clearly relate like sometimes and it's not even a matter of ew mike's winning as much as why am i sucking this hard yeah yep i never give up no don't feel bad it's always frustration with myself never with you you keep doing what you do never give up never surrender you keep being the thing i learned from galaxy quest That's a movie. All right. Uh, Okay. Next article here. Uh, Also from Kotaku. It's all about a really popular game on Steam, a farming game called Stardew Valley, which essentially is just, it's a copy of the, which looks like the Super Nintendo Harvest Moon. And... I mean, they're saying the only real difference is that it's kind of a bit more modern in some of the the things that happen in the game, and it's a bit more deep when it comes to interacting with all the different NPCs in the game. Joe, have you ever hit any of your pets? I have. Wait, no, not in real life. No, just in in Harvest Moon. No, not in real life? No, God, no. I would never do that. Just checking. (laughs) No, but in Harvest Moon, oh, the things I've done. But, um... Going on the tool shed. What does it do if you beat? Can you really take animals to the tool shed? Yeah, you can't. Well, what you can do, I mean, you can't do that. But there are other things you can do to your animals, which are pretty, well, not very nice. Like at night, if you leave your chickens outside, wolves will come and eat them. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, then there's also you can when it's winter time, you can kind of make your dog freeze over in a lake. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, then there's you can yeah. ke- you can keep right. if you keep hoeing your your cow 
or any of your horse, just basically keep beating your horse with your hammer or axe or whatever, eventually they'll stop loving you and they won't listen to you and the horse races will go awful. So, I mean, there's things you can do. You can you can make sure that your cow gets really <laughs> sick and dies. So, yeah, there's there's ways you can... That's funny. The horse has a limp to its gallop during the race. The yeah. mayor asks what's wrong. The horse tells you he fell down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, that's no, not. That doesn't actually. Happen. That doesn't happen. Uh, no. Okay. But um. But yeah, I mean, the game looks cool. I mean, it looks like just it, to miscarry. It looks like this basically <laughs> a, a spiritual successor to Harvest Moon, pretty much. I remember that story. That's on old NGP. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you something else, Joe. Mm. You think uh, you'll be able to uh, trick the game into letting you be a polygamist? Oh, that was fun. I had many <laughs> a wives I did. Probably. Who knows? That would be cool. So wait, um, in uh, Friends of Mineral Town, did you ever trick the goddess into loving you? I was too busy with my many other wives, so I could not, I didn't really give her the time of day I was dealing with. Yeah. Mm. So what you can do is if you make, if you make regular offerings to her, Mm. she'll offer to um, increase the sea level between you and another character. Oh. And she's on that list. Nice. Did you marry her? Uh, I don't think I ever got that far. I kept losing my saves. Mm. <laughs> I got the, the goddess. I'm... I I played a uh, Harvest Moon for the PS One. I bought it a little while ago, and uh, mm-hmm. played it a few months back. And I couldn't really figure out what to do. Uh, which one? Uh, if it's the one which, I think it is, the... it probably was. Uh, it was not the best way to be introduced to Harvest Moon. It was for PS One. PS1 was it? Uh, that was probably Mineral Town then. That was on the PS1. Mineral Town was good. No, 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 no. no, no that was Back to Nature, not Mineral Town. You're probably playing Back to Nature. That was the PlayStation one. That sounds like it. Yeah, that was one of the best ones. So uh, cool. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Oh, which part did you get confused on? Just doing anything. Just like, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? See, that's the thing. It's an open-ended game. You pretty much... I know, but I felt like every time I went to do something, Mm -hmm. everything was closed. Because you probably probably came too late. At certain times, um, like I want to say between 8 and 5 are the times you want to go to stores and buy supplies or... Yeah, and only some stores are open on some days. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. figure out how to farm and stuff. I don't know. And and also, too, an hour in Harvest Moon is one minute in real life. So that probably... Time yeah. was probably passing really quickly for you. Oh, yeah. I like to play my games at a leisurely pace. Yeah. That... So I, I guess in Harvest Moon, that makes me lazy. <laughs> yeah. Every minute matters. Like, yeah, when you get to me and Joe's level, you're micromanaging every second. Yeah, no, I, I, you have yeah. three years to get that, your farm together, and I just, I go nuts and do lots oh, of yeah. crazy stuff. You, so. you, you get the, you get the spa in your house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I was trying to find, like, a, some broad that people were like, oh, she likes you or something. Mm. I got caught up doing that, and I had to, like, do errands or something, and I had to find an old man or something and i don't know i 
Yeah. I, I, I never went back to it. Yeah. That sounds about. That sounds like Harvest Moon. Yeah, it's pretty much a yeah. life yeah. simulator type try. thing. If it's a, if it's anything like a mineral town, then I'm gonna lose a lot of time, and I'll be okay with it. Yeah. All right. Next article. Uh, this is from GameIndustry.biz. Most gamers not interested in VR in 2016. They did a survey. Now, which what was doing the survey it was? Oh yes, Gamer Network survey reveals that only 15% of players intended to purchase any of the VR platforms this year. Which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because uh, until you actually get to try a VR headset, you're going to be very skeptical of it. Uh, usually. You'll as soon as you put it on, you'll be completely just like wowed by it, and you'll be completely into it, and you'll want to buy a VR headset. Know. But I don't know if it's even I skepticism as much as its price. Well, and it's the price. That's also another huge part. About to ask that. Yeah, it's the main. It's that, and it's. But even in the article, they say it's mainly the price, which is the biggest hurdle yeah. here. This shit's expensive. It's really expensive. And that's what pushes it into novelty territory. Is that price? Eh. Yeah, yeah. But it I still like there's another article where it's the McDonald's thing, mm-hmm. where they're starting it in Sweden to test it out. Where the Happy Meals turn into a uh, a little headset, and then you shove your phone in there. Like that is what will get people interested. That's well, what yeah. these companies need to be focused on. Well, they well they're already doing that. The, the um that model and a, pretty much every single like low cost VR headset out there is based off of the Google Cardboard model, and you yeah. can buy a Google Cardboard for like thirty bucks. So that's every like everything is based off of that design, and yeah. it's the, they're super that's, cheap. That's still even too much. Thirty bucks. I, I, yeah, for a piece of fucking cardboard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's. It, that's why the McDonald's fucking, thing seems so brilliant yeah. to me because you just buy a Happy Meal you shove your phone in there and then wow here's VR and I know what it's like now now I'm more interested now maybe I want to I don't know if I would yeah. need to spend $30 but now maybe you know if I have some money I'm thinking about well, what does PSVR look like or something yeah uh, and they were saying that in the, the McDonald's one with the VR thing that just Pretty much, if you wanted to buy one, just like separately or something, not just have it kind of the meal by itself, it would just be like four bucks. So, but yeah, I mean that that is a great way to just get everyone really exposed to what VR is and get them excited for it. Yeah, thirty dollars is a lot, but I mean that was kind of the first version, uh, like a low cost version of a VR headset. So I'm sure in 2016 we'll see a lot more much cheaper ones being bundled yeah. with just about everything. Here's to 2016. Yeah, there's so much VR yeah. stuff coming out. It's kind of crazy. There was a uh, I the that other article about some Samsung phone came with a headset or something. Uh, which article? Uh, I don't know. I tweeted it to you, but it didn't end up in the in the doc. But it was just I was I was just actually no I I told you about it on Twitter. I was watching the Oscars and there were ads for like a Samsung phone. Mm. And apparently, if you pre-order the phone, you get oh that uh, yeah you're right yeah some VR headset yeah no so I mean they're they're bundling it with just about everything so they are they do want to get people exposed to this stuff it's just yeah 
You're right. It just it still needs to go f- much further down in price, or it's just it's going to be a lot harder for people willing to take that leap and spend the money on something they really know nothing about. So, mm. yep, it's going to take a while. Uh, but 2016 is definitely we're going to see a huge leap in all that. 2016, Joe. 2016, it's the time. This is it. This is it. We're all going to have VR headsets by 2017. Hopefully. Uh, all right. So next article is next PS4 update will allow you to play games on, on Windows, PC, and Mac. That's quite lucky. So I guess you're just going to be streaming. What's eh, what's really the upside to that? Did you read the article? Yeah. So then in the in the article, they're showing a whole bunch of updates that are coming in the 3.5 update. And it's got a whole bunch of other stuff that they're going to be adding as well. Yeah, but it was seems, pretty much seems, just... seems like for now, they're just making it so there's notifications that will show up on your PC. Yeah. For when people are online and shit. Um, I guess the goal is to get it streaming on PS... on PC. Hmm. Yeah. But what's the... What's really the upside to that? I don't... I mean... Streaming... I mean, you used to do this with your PSP all the time, and you used to rave about it. It's true. I mean, it's... It's, if you, it's just if you want your shit... It's just if you want your shit to be on in another room... Which, I mean, I do that with my PC to my PS3. I stream movies and shows from it sometimes. Um, just It's easier that way. I mean, I guess if your PS4 is in the living room and someone's using the TV, then uh, you'd want to... You can play it on your PC in the other room or something. Okay, so from, yeah, I can see it from that use case. I mean, the whole streaming to PSP, I, mean, I, I love that thing because it was portable. I could just walk around everywhere, cool. but I can see what you're saying, yeah. That's more of a thing if you're in the you're, you're in a home with a lot of people. If you're living on your own, the benefit for this is infinitely more minuscule. But if there's like a fight for that living room going on, and uh, that's where the you know the console is, I can see the benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with the Wii U, they have the gamepad, and you can do that same sort of setup where you can just, I mean, really. I don't even play my Wii U on the TV anymore. I just have it turned on and play all the games on my on the gamepad. So that's yeah. Okay, I guess I can, that seems pretty helpful in that yeah. type of situation. I mean, I think it might also be one of those things that they promised when they were before launch, and now they're finally rolling around to mm-hmm. getting True. Just another check mark on the box. Make it that much more appealing. To people so they can buy it, I suppose. All right. Next article. Uh, This is also from GameIndustry.biz. Sony closing North American PSP store. Oh, poor little PSP. You can still buy shit through the network on your consoles, though. Yeah, I mean... Or on the the web. uh, You just can't access it through an actual PSP. Yeah, but that's also kind of telling the future of the PSP give it a little probably another year or so and it's going to be well I mean the PSP is yeah it's been done well in America in Japan it's still quite popular really yes yeah kind of like the Dreamcast went on for years are you talking about the PSP or the Vita oh I think I'm probably talking about the Vita 
Yeah, the Viet no, yeah, the PSP's right. been dead for years. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's why they're doing this. They're not. They're not going to shut down the, the Vita store. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Vita's never coming back here. But, no. but they're not going to. They're still, I'm sure, seeing a little bit of revenue trickling in through the store that they wouldn't shut that down. But pretty much, the PSP. You're right. For some reason, whenever I. I always think of the Vita and the PSP as just being the same thing when I know they're really not. But no. anyway. Do you have a Vita? I do not have a Vita. Okay. I have a PSP somewhere, but I don't have a Vita. Yeah. Marcus, PSP. <laughs> uh, you remember man. that commercial? Nope. Joe McHale, do you remember that? Vaguely. It was I remember kid- him saying something about talking to his grandma on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> On the PSP. Great Ann campaign. Let's just get the little black kid from Role Models and have him yell about the PSP. <laughs> oh, those black kids. All right. Marcus. A... Marcus PSP. Okay, all right. That's the next one here. All right. Uh, Activision won't have a booth at this year's E3. Not surprising at this point because everyone seems to be bailing out. This article comes from Polygon. And what they're saying in the article is that even though they won't be having, <coughs> excuse me, a booth, they said that they want, they're going to let Sony kind of be the ones that show off their games and all that good stuff. Eh, this is becoming the norm, it seems, at this point. There's really no reason for these big companies to, I guess, set up, set up shop at E3 anymore. I mean... I mean, uh. you're, I think you're dramatizing a little bit. EA is not going to be there, but they're going to be fucking across the street. So they're pretty much going to be there. I know they're going to be there. I'm just saying in general for at the actual event, there's really no reason for a lot of these big companies to be at the actual event. Yeah, but they're still there. I mean, there is a reason to be there. Cause they're obviously still there. Activision's done this before, um, but... I mean, they, they're just, I don't know, probably, I can't, they probably just don't have much to show this year or something. Because mm. it's not like E3 is going downhill. No, no, it's not. I mean, it's it's still doing really well, and there's still lots of big companies there and stuff. And, and if the big companies aren't going to actually be in the event, they're going to be, like, maybe a few blocks down or doing their own direct stream or whatever. But Yeah. So... Yeah, this isn't hurting. This isn't showing E3's hurting in any way. It's just interesting seeing all these bigger companies just focusing more on their own events now around that same time, which is smart. I mean, it's probably going to cost them way less money, and they're going to be able to focus more on their products directly to the gamer. So Yeah, I don't know if it's going to cost EA less money. Well, it depends on how, much they, how far they choose to blow it out. Yeah. Hopefully. I think that it would cost more. Mm. To, get, to get a separate venue and then I guess it depends on how much they're showing off though yeah I know yeah. who knows it's weird because they have to like rent out their own stage and, and set up their own thing and it's a yeah mm. they can't just show up and well, then use the stages you gotta remember EA is um, EA why wow. E3 that's choice advertising like that's costing you more than a booth at any old convention. 
Uh, we, we mean we mean like for them paying for the mark. What do you mean? For the space, yeah. Like I don't imagine that comes cheap. No, no, but uh, I think Mike has a point though because it's like you instead of just renting out the stage, you are renting out an entire building or an entire space or wherever they plan well, to do it. You're that might be cost a lot more money. At E three. Yeah. How much is that versus a stage at some place that doesn't have any big significance tied to a specific date? Well, I guess just like I said, it just depends on how big they're going to blow it out. I mean, if it's going to be like, yeah. a, like, a, like a ballroom or something or yeah. who knows. Uh, I guess we'll find out more details around that time. Yeah. We talked about that before. It's, they yeah. just, it's marketing for them. Yep. That's all it is. All right, next article is from uh, Ars Technica about uh, an announcement that was made by Phil Spencer at an event that they had, and he was talking about an upgradable Xbox, essentially just turning it into a PC. Well, they already pretty much are a PC at this point, but just making it so that you can have different SKUs. And I mean, he didn't give a whole bunch of details. He was just kind of hinting at it a bit. But I mean, how do you guys feel about basically having different versions of the xbox floating around like mike what do you think yeah, so if you look at that article they kind of go through other companies that have tried to do this before mm. um and they were all kind of they were in a very they all failed but they were all in very different positions mm. and and it was also a different time than it is now i i think it could work you run the risk of and the article pointed it out, you run the risk of segmenting your your market if games don't run on on all the different SKUs or if it's gonna be, you know, you swap out graphic card graphics cards or something. Um so so if yeah. Yeah, it's the Android problem pretty much. Just a billion yeah. different phones with uh, all these different they, SKUs. Then there's the other problem on the development side is that they won't is trying to get your game to actually run on all of these different SKUs. Yeah, that's going to be um, a nightmare. Yeah. I feel like yes and no because I mean it, it happens on PC all the time. Um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like it could extend, but I mean. I'm for it because I think at the end of the day, if they roll it out slowly, say in four years, they release something that's $150 that you just pull out of your Xbox one and swap in a new one. And then it's twice as powerful. Like, I think that's, Mm. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Down with that. Yeah. Um, So, cause I don't think it's, it's not fair to compare it to a PC because a PC, the it's still it's still infinitely more complicated than uh, what they could do with consoles. Like you have to know what a you're PC, doing. Yeah, the PC is also serving a great deal more masters than the console is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also, I guess with this, if this were to happen, where you can kind of swap out pieces or whatever, it's not going to be anything close to how it would be on the pc where all these different moving parts like you guys were saying is more complex and with this there would be maybe different versions but there wouldn't be a lot of different versions it would be still maintainable 
And so it, it's all a machine dedicated to playing games. Yeah. So yeah, it might not be that bad for developers to figure out. I, I mean, it's not like they're going to have like a million different SKUs. It might just be one, two, or three, or possibly four yeah. stretching it. Well, like I said, it doesn't even have to be a new SKU. Like that, I think that could really work well for the consumers and the manufacturers if it's just, you know, you swap out, you just add more RAM or you. Yeah add a new graphics card and it's and it's more powerful or, or something you know it's just something you can pull out and and put something new in it would save cost because you wouldn't have to manufacture everything every time and the consumers would probably be more apt to 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 do it because it would be cheaper mm. yeah, yeah. And, I, and you know as we move as we move forward with each generation um you know people start having that conversation more and more of when are we going to get um like when are we just gonna have one box for all of this shit like (laughs) why do i need a ps4 and fucking nintendo it's it's like i don't know i feel like this could help them stay in business as other companies might start catching up and start consoleizing PCs. That hasn't really worked yet, but eventually that might stick. And mm. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. I think it's a good idea. Good stuff. Cheap is good. Uh, especially for the gamer. Alright, next article is from the Metro. Uncharted 4 delayed for four, the fourth time. And the only real explanation for this that the, on the PlayStation blog gave was that it's just in an effort to meet the considerable worldwide demand and to ensure that all gamers worldwide will have the opportunity to play it on game. Uh, excuse me, on day one. So they just want to make sure the game is just, it's perfect, it works well, it's good. Which is, I mean, that's great. I I have no problem it's a with this. Whole lot different than uh, what's been going on as of late. Yeah, yeah. getting a lot of unfinished stuff pushed out. Yeah, Naughty Dog, to my knowledge, hasn't done that, and they are kind of famous for not doing that. Um, I think they did it with The Last of Us. They delayed it by a couple months, and they said that shit really came together in those last couple months. So they've done this a few times with Uncharted 4 now. Mm. Uh, It's funny because I know a lot of, at least one person in the industry has been pretty vocal, a journalist has been saying they're not going to fucking hit that date. And sure enough, here we are, not hitting (laughs) that date. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting that it's only delayed two weeks. Hmm. Uh, I f- I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they just need to do some final. Well, see, not even final polish because it takes a whole bunch of. Yeah. Yeah, it I'm takes a bit. Time to- yeah, production time to yeah. manufacture those discs. So, so I feel like maybe they, they, it might be done at this point or like mm. soon-ish so they're planning ahead so they can move their production date further back. Yeah. So... Something. <laughs> be about, they might be about finishing up now. They probably thought they were going to be done but they probably have a little bit more time left but... I know, well, I'm excited. I won't be able to play it. Well, maybe I will. 
I'm all for Night Dog taking their time. Their stuff is always great. And if they, whatever time they need to make it better or make the experience better or get it ready so it is better when it's launched, I take as long as you want, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Mass Effect confirmed for 2017. Uh, you know, mm. I was never a huge Mass Effect kind of guy. How about you guys? Are you, were you guys both really into the Mass Effect games? Does this excite either of you? Or? I, I what, bought one and two for Steam, I want to say maybe like half a year ago. And for some reason, Steam won't let me use the controller to play it. Hmm. Maybe that's, uh, what is the name of the company that made those? This, uh, this Mad Cats or which, uh, 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 uh Mass Effect. <clears throat> oh, Bioware. Yeah, because I couldn't get the controller to work with these of the old two either. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Mass Effect One had controller support. Hmm. I think they patched it into two. But, uh, uh, that held it. That held it back for me. I couldn't. I was wrestling with that damn mouse and keyboard trying to play that game. Yeah, it's always. That's kind of where my story is. I played all of them on PC. Um, they, I loved the entire series. I just that it's that's my shit. It's just like, it's like Star Trek, but it's. I don't, I don't know. I loved it. I loved being a captain, making decisions, meeting all these characters, fucking. Telling my own story, I just I don't know. I loved, I like just ending. like being Pete Takeshi in space. Yeah, I made my guy look like Pete Takeshi. I don't know. <laughs> I just I fucking I love the whole thing. So I'm excited, um, and that's that seems soon to me. Actually, January or Q1 next year was it? Uh, yeah. When was it announced that that uh, was it? This E3 they announced it. I can't remember. Last. E3. Sorry, last E3. Four yeah. when they showed concept art. Mm. Um, I think it might have been the E3 before last. They just kind of announced what the, that they were working on it. But yeah, I know that seems quick. Hmm. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one a lot. I'm very excited. Huge Mass Effect fan. Nice. Yeah. I could never get into Mass Effect, maybe because it was the sci-fi setting. I was never really super into the sci-fi stuff. Sci-fi has always been my shit. Oh. Star Trek or Star Wars for you? Which one do you like more? Um, yes, Mike, you. Oh, sorry. Uh, both. Equally? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars... Well, very different beasts. Yeah, Star Wars has a special place in my house or in my heart because <laughs> I saw it when I was young and remember going to see it. And it's just pure like fantasy. It's just I love yeah. that world. But uh, Star Trek just gets me on an intellectual level. I just love everything they talk about. I love those characters. I love all the uh, the writing. Star Trek is by far better has far better writing, but mm. Star Wars is has a more interesting lore and I think more iconic characters. How about you, Lionel? Which one do you like more? Um, 
I want to say I've seen more of Star Trek than I've seen uh, Star Wars. I want to say on the base concept level, I like Star Wars more. I just like the whole space fantasy thing. There's a sense of whimsy and wonder in it that I feel like it's kind of lost in sci-fi nowadays. Um, but from like a, both a technical standpoint and just in its execution, I think uh, Star Trek's probably the better product. Hmm. Interesting. Jim Cables, you gotta see The Force Awakens. Oh, well, I've got all the... I managed to finally obtain all the uh, Star Wars-related media to burn through this thing in machete order, so... That'll probably start to Sunday. <laughs> hopefully, I'll be able to get to the theater. <clears throat> All right. Next article is from Engadget. It's about No Man's Sky and about the date. Engadget. Com- what did I say? You said Engadget. I I know that's the name. What? <laughs> that's the name of the website. Engadget. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was weird. Uh, just, oh, man. No Man's Sky. It's a special Marcus, edition. Marcus, PSP. Yeah, for $150. Edition comes with a model spaceship. Yeah, why'd you put this in here? I don't give a shit. All right. What about the release date? The release date is June 21st. Yeah, it was leaked. Yep. Along with the price tag. I didn't. Where, where was that? I didn't see that in the article. It's uh, well, it said at the top it was like the price got leaked, and now we know the release date. It's going to be sixty bucks. Wow, oh. it's a little <laughs> steep in my opinion. Well, why is that? Most, I mean, games are fifty nine ninety nine. I mean, what's why is that? Um, because it's an indie game. Um, I know it's big, and Sony's behind it but i feel like we still don't know what the hell this game's about i mean we do but i i feel like that core mechanic is it's very systems based and it's probably it's probably it's probably a lot to explore but i imagine it will probably get monotonous just because it is just an exploration game um, I don't know. I expected it to be like maybe forty. Hmm. Uh, when they on some of the developer interviews with them, it did kind of get me. It got me very worried when they were asking them about the story or kind of the point of the game and why you're doing what you're doing. They were even kind of at a loss of words and to trying to convince people why exactly you should be excited for this. I mean, they were demoing it and like showing people around the different worlds and the universe. And they said kind of the main idea is just for you to get to the center of the universe or something like that. And that was yeah. pretty much it. And it's just, they, it's all about exploration. Yeah. And they said that you just go to each world <laughs> and it just kind of, you just walk around and find things. And they, I don't know, that, that got me really worried because it just, it sounds like it could get boring really fast. This sounds like a um, like a like a weird thing. I guess it would be kind of hard to market in the same way you might market like a I don't know like a like a 
Rockstar game or a Street Fighter or something where there's like clear hard points of interest, whereas this is like it sounds like if I can compare it to anything, it'd be like uh, Minecraft. The way, well, no, more so the way me and Mike would just kind of like come home after a rough day and turn on Spider-Man Two to web sling for a minute. You just kind of like yeah. kick back, put your brain in the autopilot, and explore the galaxy. Yeah, or skate even. Or I skate, guess, yeah, skate's another. One. You just go around and do what you want, um, which is cool, and that's really what they've been pushing. It's an exploration game. It's not, you know, it's not violent. Like objective there, there are, focused. Yeah, there are like dogfighting. It's it's about exploration, and and they have been the, the thing about the center of the universe is there. There's a lore, I think, but they they kind of that's part of the exploration thing is they want people to find these things out on their own. Um, the thing is. Sony's behind this, and it's been hyped up, um, and the tech is really fascinating. But I, I think this game, especially now that we know the price, I th- think that it's going to be more niche than than people are expecting it to be. Like I don't think it's gonna do giant numbers. Especially at that price. Yeah, especially. Uh, well, I'm really curious to know what the reviews are going to be like and what people <clears throat> are going to be saying about it after it finally comes out. Because yeah. I just I feel like there's not going to be a lot of. I don't think there's going to be a lot of backlash or anything. But I just I get this feeling that it's just not going to be this mind blowing thing. They're keep they keep pushing it's it. It's going to come and go. Yeah, uh, I think we saw too much before mm. it was released as well because mm. i was really hyped when i first saw it it's one of those things where it's it's like you you see it in a different way than what they did with fallout but it's it's more like you see this game and you're immediately curious and you see you get a kind of a brief uh, description of what it's about and then you just want to jump in but there's been so the, the way it's been so long at least for me, that I I don't know that I'm still I'm not as hyped. Like I don't know I just feel like when it comes out, like I don't have a PS4. Um, I'm not sure when the PC release date is. I think they said it was actually going to be pretty close to the PS4 date, but I'm not sure about that. But I feel like if I don't get my hands on it, I'll end up reading reviews or watching videos of people playing it, and I'll just lose interest and that's kind of what happened to me with the division actually mm. i saw a video of jim sterling playing it the other day and he had positive things to say about it but looking at it i was just like this doesn't look that fun actually mm. i would be interested to know if when the pc version comes out if people start what people start doing with it mod wise or if they even try doing stuff with it because it seems like with this kind of game you could do some pretty crazy things and really keep the game going and having a longer shelf life yeah and those hello games guys are really cool too like i mean i think sean murray is probably one of the most likable new faces in video games Mm -hmm. right now um but there's they're like a small team and they're so like everybody knows their story of how their offices were flooded and shit um 
they seem like friendly people who would be really down to to see mods happen in their game. So yeah, I can definitely see it having a cult following with that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So the Nintendo Directs happened today, actually around at two p.m. Um, and Nintendo just released a whole bunch of like announcements on for new for games coming out in 2016, mainly in the summer. And I kind of pulled out three articles that I found to be kind of the most compelling out of all the games that were talked about and discussed. Just kind of want to go through those. The first one, probably the one that was on that was getting retweeted a lot on Twitter and shared around all, all these different gaming news sites was the announcement that Kirby's coming back to the 3DS with a new game and it's called Planet <coughs> Excuse me. He's hitting the bottle. Uh, yeah, it's been hitting oh, a lot. Sorry. sorry, um my foot hit the mouth. That was mm. Yeah, it's been hitting a lot lately. Sorry. All right. Anyway, just a new Kirby game coming out. It, and he has a robot suit. And what's cool about it is whoa. that he. What was that? I just said, whoa. Yeah. No, it's. If you see <laughs> the picture. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, what's neat about it is he has a lot of new powers. But what's cool is that when he has the powers and he goes into the robot suit, the robot suit takes on those powers as well. So that, that seems like a lot of fun. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. So this is a nice a nice change to uh, Kirby. And, and also what's really neat is that with the Amiibos, whatever Amiibos you have, you can use them within, within the game and he gets their powers. So that's really cool. So if a Mario or any other characters, he'll get their power from them. Well, that's the thing. That's literally going to like double the amount of gameplay time you have with Kirby because that's like once you beat the game maybe did Kirby have like difficulty levels in it at all or was it just the game yeah no um (laughs) the newer ones don't have different difficulty levels I remember the classic ones like on the Game Boy and stuff they did have levels of difficulty but the newer ones really don't they're very watered down I want to say like uh once you uh like once they integrated they inputted like the whole element of absorbing the enemy's powers in there uh it kind of like doubled tripled quadrupled the amount of play time like once you've gone through that you're then going to go through and be like okay i'm gonna try playing and it's this play it's that you just go through and make it a point to utilize different power sets than what you did before and then you know from there you can even get like the point Cutter, Knuckle Joe, etc. Yeah, and now now the mech's going to make it all the more interesting. Um, any chance they're bringing back the animals from three? Oh man, I would love that, and then <laughs> make it so, so that yeah, that would be, that was those were they, they were also just a, a, adorable, like Kirby riding a giant hamster. Yes, that was so great. And the, yeah, and the bird and just. The big there's yeah, yeah that was really fun. Um, I would love for them to eventually come back, but it doesn't seem like oh god, give them robot suits. Like give the hamster a robot suit. That would be oh god, I would love that so that much. So yeah, but um, no, that's that was probably one of the probably the, the biggest piece didn't of news at the direct. Didn't one of them like actually like have a mechanic where they would like spin Kirby around with an umbrella? Yeah, no, 
that was the beast. Yeah, that was great about the animals too. Is that whatever powers you had, they would take them on as well, and they could do special things, which made them really fun to use. So I, I wish they'd bring them back. Um, yeah, so that was probably one of the the biggest articles for the Nintendo Direct. The other really big news out of it, which is, this one's kind of as bittersweet and kind of dumb, more so dumb, is that Nintendo makes an <clears throat> SNES games exclusive to new Nintendo 3DS. So, which well, is nothing sweet about this. This no. is grimy. Yeah, this is. I mean, they're just making it so that you have. They just. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, I got it words. Is. It, it is. is. It really is. I got words for you, Nintendo. Mm. This this is some foul ass shit. I mean, like like these these people aren't even using the internet. Go on there, and you will find fifteen different people modding. The SNES to play on 15 different consoles, including the 3DS in all its forms thus far. This is a load of crap, and this is a load of crap from a company that has some of the most loyal fans in the game industry. Hell, yeah. one of them hosts this damn show. Yeah, Joe, you, you know, also you didn't mention that the, the reason that they're citing is that the older uh, 3DSs can't run the SNES, and they also cannot run Game Boy Advance games. My butt. That doesn't... No. It's an emul... I mean... Hmm. How does the previous SKU run GBA games no problem, but the upgraded one that has 3D? Nintendo. The only th- Seriously. The only- you insult our intelligence with this crap. The only way I could possibly see that maybe not working... Is that maybe the the code that does the emulation, the software emulation, just for some reason can't work with that? And that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, that's. Uh. Yeah, but the I mean, the first comment on that article is someone saying, "I my 3ds is modded and I play SNES games on it all the time." Yeah, I mean that's. So it's they could have found a way. Of course. Actually. There's a lot of we can't do that. Or we don't think we can do that in the games industry, but look, oh, <laughs> Microsoft can fucking now their Xbox One is backwards compatible. Okay, yeah, just 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 come out and be real with us. Just say you don't wanna. Just say you want it to be exclusive. Don't don't make shit up. God. Yeah. It's fucked up. They're trying to push to have people buy a new version of the 3DS. And what is this new 3DS version anyway? What what's so different besides that it they're putting SNES games on it? It's just a different. I mean, t- Nintendo does this. I mean, they just re- <clears throat> they just oh, release. Yeah, we made it bigger with a bigger screen. Yeah, or we made it smaller, smaller screen. That's they do this all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the exact details in and why this one differs, but they, I mean, they release ver- the same version, just slightly different. Yeah. As a way to get, just pretty much get more money, I guess. Yeah, they've been doing that for years. Yeah, I mean, the Game Boy Color game, well, that was actually kind of a big change because it was color. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like, that Game was, Boy that Pocket. Yeah. But, like, I mean, just think about all the DS views. It's like, you had the DS, you had the DS Lite, you had the, uh, what is it, the... Which one came out afterward? Was it the DSi or the XL? Uh, it was the XL, I think. It was the XL. Which was based 
like a bigger DS, except it's like, oh yeah, we've got the, the fucking back screen bit of the, the light. And it's like, oh look, we got basically the light with a camera. We got the DSi thing. It's like, and the like, thing you could have removed at least one of these skews from the equation and got us a better. Yeah, and the XL, it didn't even like improve the screen or anything. It was just they just stretched it out. So it, it yeah. <sighs> Nintendo, I, I enjoy your games, but sometimes you just you're nasty sides. He's out of touch in a lot of ways. Many ways. Are they still using friend codes? No. Uh, kind. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have another system where you can kind of finally register your stuff and it moves over, but there is still a code that you can pass over. So they improved it, but that code system is still there. Is it? Can you search and find people and add them by their usernames? In some of the, uh, let me think. Yes, yes. Uh, well, it took them a long time to get that shit. Like way past the point where it was like, okay, this is the age of gaming on the internet. Yeah. And they were still not doing that. Yeah, they're very slow to all this stuff. Yeah. They're just now starting to figure it out, I guess. I don't know why it's taking them so long. <sighs> okay. The Star Fox Zero, they gave a uh, an announced a date, April 22nd. Oh, that's soon. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was the last one. I and they're talking the about this. Page. Yeah, and they're talking about this other game or thing that's coming with it called Star Fox Guard, which it has Slippy and he's doing stuff and but more important but, but more importantly Slippy. Well Slippy Slippy's great, but more importantly, they just kind of telling you that the the release date for the new Star Fox game. That's what I was most interested in with this. Which what is, ex- is it? April twenty sixth. Uh, excuse me, April twenty second. Interesting. Yeah. It looks really fun. It's for the Wii U and everything, so I'm uh, the controls people have been complaining a little bit about, but like they say, it takes some getting used to. But I'm big Star Fox fan, so like, how how much do we all just long for them to catch the lightning in the bottle that was uh, in '64? They haven't done that. It makes me so sad. They released so many Star Fox that was games. Good ass game, man. It was. It was a very it came good game. Came out at the right time. It came out around the time Independence Day came out. And they had that yeah. shit where you could fly and shoot the mothership and stuff. Yeah, it was also it was just solid as fuck. Like it was actually yeah. pretty basic. It's just like okay, here's these mechanics in these different settings, but yeah. the mechanics are just so good. Like yeah. they kind of want to compare it to like the web slinging in Spider-Man Two, where it's just all you want to do is do the thing. They need to do a gritty reboot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we actually get to see uh, Falco when he was part of that street gang Fox pulled him out of. <laughs> He's in a street Straight up gang? stomping people to death. Damn, Falco. You get to see Andros murder Fox's dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. This is a good game. All right. That's it. No more articles. We're done. Okay. Topic. Topic, topic, topic. 
All right, so games that just really got to us, just really, just really, just pissed us off. Lionel. For any reason. Yeah, any any reason at all. Lionel, go first. Give us one. Uh, games has pissed me off. Uh, Joe, let me start with a story you're pretty familiar with. I guess this will be a reoccurring thing across both of mine. Well, the two that first two that came to mind is. Um, I really don't like when like stiff ass temporary mechanics become integral to the game. And uh, well, I'll start with the smaller one first. And I never got that far into Wind Waker because there was this like early level where you have to try and like do some really sneaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I turned off and a lot no of people. Way to, like, yeah, there's no way to bypass it. And it's like it's really stiff. You have to do it perfect, or you just fail. A lot of people dropped off from that game at that exact point. Yeah, and it's like it's not what I came there for. It's not what I was prepared for. And I just like I failed it so. It's it, it, it says something too because the point the the event leading up to that tugged on my heartstrings so bad I damn near cried, but. I got so frustrated, so frustrated that it pulled me out of the game and then pulled me out of what enjoyment I had playing it prior to the degree that I never got back to it. Hmm. It's a, it's so you never got, you never progressed further, further into the game. Cause that's, no. Oh, that's a real shame. Cause it's, yeah. It's I mean, I, I was, yeah, the game is really, really fun, especially right after that point. It's just, I mean, there are a few other, bumpy parts and throughout the the rest of the game but it's overall it's like it's one of the best zelda games i've ever played and it it's a, it's a real shame that so many people got stuck and annoyed with that one part because it does get it, it gets so much better oh well yeah uh, but the biggest well the biggest one that i can remember right now uh, listening to you guys my chocolate memory. As it stands, the biggest one I can remember was, uh, <coughs> and this is the one Joe will probably be familiar with. It became sort of a running gag amongst our friends that uh, early on in a game called Brave Fencer Musashi, <laughs> mm. there's a mission of sorts where you have to save like a dog that got trapped. Somewhere. Oh, I remember, I remember that. Like. What is it? You gotta throw it from island to island or some shit? Yes. And, like, the throwing of the dog was super janky, and when it fell in the water, it just, I think, it, you either game over it or it just went back to the little island it was on. You had to start over. I remember that. It's another one of those things where you just gotta get it perfect and you can't bypass it at all. But the difference here is I managed to get past it. And got really really deep into the game i like basically went from that point to uh how far joe how far into the game is it where you have to like shut down some crazy steam factory before it explodes oh oh my god that was infuriating oh my i remember that moment the state anyway sorry this maybe get a flashback in that the steam thing Uh Steam Forest. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was about mid- no, maybe a little 
about half, maybe, I think. Maybe that, man, I might be too far into it, but no, it was really early on, like very early on in the very beginning. But that was the most frustrating part of that goddamn game in that Steam Forest. Well, I, w- well, I want you to keep in mind, this, it's specific. I remember it was like a Steam something. You had to climb up some tower. And you had yes. To before something blew up. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. Um, <clears throat> here's the deal, all right? So. I got all the way into that point, you know, messing with mini games, uh, building up skills, just really getting into the game, uh, just like playing it straight. And uh, I'm, I'm going, I get all the way up to that point, and then I failed the little Steam thing. Bam, game over, right? Mm-hmm. And guess where I start off at? The fucking dog. <laughs> the valuable lesson that I learned that day was the importance of saving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not save at any point up until that. Oh, that is just I the worst. I the shit out of that game. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. That steam and the dog and also the the river rafting part. There's so many. It just <laughs> There's so many annoying parts in that game. I mean, I, I got to give that game a points in that it's it's really all about diversity in gameplay. It's just like take these simple mechanics and doing a bajillion different things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you better remember to save. <laughs> yes. I feel your pain on that. Oh, great game, though. I really enjoyed that game. Um, all right, Mike, how about you? Any moments to share? Yeah, Joe. All right. So let's see. I mean, the whole Genesis era. (laughs) (laughs) Shit was hard back then, man. And I really liked Mortal Kombat. I just remember screaming a lot at my Genesis, I think, probably. And my mom would always be like, turn it off! Turn it off! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, in the modern era, um, Tekken, just playing fighting games online, mm. for some reason I'm in it. I never get worked up with like shooters too much, but fighting games, just, just Tekken online, and Jump Cables, you do the same thing. <laughs> we both do it. It's just when you're you're on a streak of losses, or you, and then you just come across someone cheap, or... I know, sometimes it's the at the wrong time in my life, I'll just lose it. To the point where my my neighbor, uh, he came up, he's come up and said, dude, what are you, like, come on, just stop. <laughs> wow. Just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Have you heard me scream at video games before, Jumpa Cables? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've actually been in them, I think at one point, you screamed. I was in the kitchen trying to maybe cook something or something, and I think I heard you scream fuck louder than I've ever heard. <laughs> maybe anyone screaming. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? We were playing Tech and Tech online. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It gets pretty bad. Um, yeah, and it's even worse when I think no one's listening. <laughs> I've said yeah. One thing I've noticed is that we both have the same sort of weird, like, 
I don't know if you'd call it like a like a growl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just kind of like a <laughs> Yeah. And I think uh I may have actually driven uh my last roommate away from from doing that. Cuz when MGS5 came out, I was in my room all the time with headphones. Uh just screaming, you know. All kinds of crazy shit. Fuck, cunt, shit, bitch, motherfucker. You know. And then the worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. No, MGS5... Um, MGS5 was rough. I found that it's definitely... Things are worse when my, my life isn't in, in order. If I'm stressed about things, then it's worse when I play games. Uh, uh, and on that note, MGS5's ending pissed me off. Mm. Uh... Also, MGS4's ending, that pissed me off, too. Um, They're just so bad. Kojima dropped the ball. Um, Another another thing that pissed me off was... um, Did either of you guys play Deus Ex Human Revolution? Uh, No, I didn't get a chance to play yet. Yeah, I was pretty excited about it. And then... I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but there is, I saw this article of, there's like this extremely racist caricature in the game and there's video of it out there. Like literally you walk up to her and her name's Letitia and she's like a bum and she's straight up like, we you, Mr. Jensen, how you doing? And shit. It's just like, Uh. holy shit. Like this is incredibly how did this happen? Huh. It's just like, wow. But yeah, so, and I had actually purchased the game and started playing it a little bit, I think. But once I saw that video, I never went back to that game again. Like, that was just extraordinary. Why would they let that pass? That just seems so obvious. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> crazy. It's fucking crazy. Um, wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VIII, I remember I talked about this on the crying episode, but I <laughs> I, was, I couldn't beat Master Nog, and I was flipping my shit. And uh, I remember, I think I was way too old to be doing this, but I think I was like on the floor, like face down, like kicking and hitting <laughs> the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I tired myself out, and I think I probably started crying. <laughs> wow, that must have been really tough. That yeah. moment. I didn't know. I had a rough childhood. break you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, with the fighting games, is it that you're you're so dare I say passionate about them? Is it because you just don't like to lose, or you just it's, get really into I, it? Or I think fighting games in particular there's an f- element of physicality to it mm. where your brain has to turn on and your body has to turn on. So yeah. and you just have to be on point and you get mad at yourself for missing button presses or not reacting fast enough. It's all fighting games are all about the heat of the moment more mm. so than any other genre. Okay, I can yeah, see that. It's yeah. kind of like, um, like if you've ever seen like an athlete getting really dab on themselves, during some kind of match or something like that, like 
if you ever watch a tennis match long enough to see someone like shaking their racket or shaking their head and kind of like looks like they're yelling at themselves or <clears throat> anything like that you'll do that a lot when you're playing fighting games like you'll drop a move you'll uh hit a button wrong your finger will slip it'll, this is the smallest thing even worse when it costs you a match or you just yeah. make yourself look dumb but uh yeah, it's it's you. I want to say, in the case of fighting games, uh, you're playing yourself as much as you're playing against the opponent. Hmm. Yeah. So it really, yeah. so it really seems like you're putting a lot of yourself into all of it. Yeah. If you can't get your <laughs> oh, yeah. shit, if you can't get your shit together, if you can't get your rhythm together, that's mm. that's bad. And if and if the other person is punishing you for not being able to do that and it's causing you to not be able to get it, then that's just... That's when you throw the controller up in the air and yell. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things is um, from time to time, uh, it, it, me and Mike... Uh, well, yeah, me and Mike were talking about this earlier in the show where... Uh, I will rage quit playing with him, like just like straight up throw the controller into the ground. Like from time to time, we'll kind of get a bead on each other, just through due to our own skill levels and the sheer number of times we've played each other in tech and in video games in general. Where it's like every move I go for is immediately countered, and like I not only he's not only in his rhythm, he's pulling me out of mine, and it's like I can't even. I don't know down from up. Trying right. to just move around in the game, and I'm not given any time to recover. And it's just fuck it, reset. This match is over. Let's focus on the next one. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that rhythm. Got it. Uh, it's. Uh, I know it's so cool, yeah. especially when it, when it, when something's. It's like uh, certain times when me and Jumbo Kills will play something, it's like, well, it'll be the same match over and over again, but then I'll notice something or he'll notice something and it'll disrupt the entire flow. Like <laughs> a move that he's been falling for, he'll pick up and start blocking or countering and it changes the whole dynamic of the fight. It's really... yeah. Um, I think the worst is when we spot a move the person gets consistently hit by. <laughs> and yeah. the absolute worst version of this is when we start doing it blatantly and the person still just can't figure out how to block, <laughs> how to guard it, block yeah. it, or counter it. Uh, that happened to me with Boskanovich. Really cheap character. I don't know if oh, he was God. There, but... I was there. Yeah, I was there. God, he just kept doing this one move, and I couldn't. It was fucked up. It was so infuriating. Yeah. But yeah. I think we were both playing. I think we were doing the tag variant where we tagged uh, each other. Yeah. yeah, I love that. But uh, yeah, another game that also pissed me off. I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but <laughs> the game that made me realize if it's not fun, don't fucking play it. <laughs> like. There's no reason to, like, especially at this stage in my life, it's like I don't have to find every collectible. I don't have to unlock everything, especially now that I can watch the ending of Arkham Knight on YouTube. I don't have to fucking spend all going through Riddler trophies, which is bullshit, by the way. Um, 
that short of, that sort of shit pisses me off too when there's like when there's a barrier to story progression that's unreasonable I hate that because I'm not a completionist anymore but I am as far as like story goes it's just uh, that drives me crazy <laughs> but anyway back to what I was saying uh, a second ago the game that made me realize if it's not fun don't play it, it was Dragon Age the first one Mm. Uh, it got rave reviews and I was like okay I'm ready for an RPG let's do this and I was kind of like this is fine like it's okay while I was playing it and then I got to this point where there's like a maze like and you're like stuck in a dream world so you can't go anywhere and do anything else you're stuck in this world and you have to like it's this puzzle with this really shitty level design where you have to shrink and turn into a rat and then like change to figure out and it's just like after a couple hours I was like you know what never again I'm not I'm uninstalling this right now this isn't fun the story's not engaging me I don't want to play this <laughs> so that was a big turning point for me yeah I never understood this this whole thing when people say, no, 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 the the first seven hours of the game is just really awful, but once you get past that, it gets better. It's like, no, I don't... Who has yeah. time for that anymore? That's don't. called bad design. <laughs> it's, it's bad design. It's very bad design. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so the two games that I would definitely say that just drove me insane would be the first one is super meat boy that game <laughs> is just every aspect of that game is yeah. just incredibly frustrating yeah but For me, i got to a certain point i was just like okay i've hit a wall i'm done with it. yeah yeah i mean the one thing i did enjoy about it was that even though it was incredibly frustrating that i really didn't feel like it was just the game just being a complete dick to me. Well, there was some times where I did feel that, but a lot of the times I just felt like me, I just wasn't, I just wasn't good enough to actually finish that particular level. And when I would keep trying it more and more, I would get better at it and better and better. And then eventually I would just pass the level. So, yeah. but getting to that point was just mind numbingly yeah. frustrating, but it yeah. was so rewarding after I did it. It is. It's a really fucking well-designed game. Yeah. Cause they knew it was going to be hard, but the gameplay is built around it being hard. So you die, you just restart immediately and try again, like almost instantaneously. Yeah. It's, just, it's good. Yeah. And another genius thing that they, that they put in there was I love is that when you die, you can kind of see uh, like, um, like a copy of you and how you died before. So that way you can kind of know what not to do the fall the next time, which I thought was great. And it's really cool seeing like hundreds of you die in all these different ways. <clears throat> So that was that's that was a really fun game. Um, the other game <coughs> that uh, that I just found incredibly frustrating but fun was Beautiful Joe. Um, that uh, game that's worth it though. Yeah, it's very much worth it. It's a very like it's all it about style so and technique and really to try and pull off the most beautiful combo ever and. The thing about that, though, is that it's it takes a lot of work to look really nice with, and a lot of times those hits and moves don't really hurt the the villain that much. 
but it yeah, looks damn pretty. Trick. Yeah, but it looks so good. So you got to hope you got to balance it out. You got to just really beat him down so it actually hurts him, but also get the their killer combos so you can get some points to purchase more interesting stuff later on. But it's it's difficult. But uh, it's really, really, really difficult to do to pull both of those things off. But once again, it's another one of those games that if you can pull it off, it's very rewarding. Um, so it's one of those games that will have you throwing the controller, but then oh. picking it up just as quickly. Yes, especially the the boss uh, battles are really difficult. Yeah, there were um, a couple of moments where um, I basically had to just make like a like a weird designated section for spiking the controller where I would put pillows. <laughs> but I, yeah. I just had to throw it. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's bad. It's, it's I just set up the pillows and I just punch it. And you know, the other thing uh-huh. that I do is terrible is I punch my <laughs> right above my knee. It's a nice, like, flat... Yeah patch of like bone and muscle i punch <laughs> i yeah. try not to i try to hold back nice. but metal gear really got to me mgs5 really got to me wow it <laughs> really got to you jesus Better than you had. i i don't remember what game it was exactly on the xbox but i remember getting so pissed at some game that i threw my controller and broke it and that that i felt sad after that because i had to buy a new one and those things aren't cheap yeah i did that with one of my DualShock 2s. Yeah. And chipped it, and, and that's how I learned how to fix the actuators inside. <laughs> because I had to open it up and tape it back so that it wouldn't scrape the side of the controller when it would try and vibrate. There you go. It all worked out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, I did jog my memory. Uh, did you have any more, Joe? Nope. That was it. That was pretty much done. Uh, so, yeah, it's just... Were you hitting something, Lionel? Well, yeah, no, I just did jog my memory. I got two more that okay. I remember when you guys talk. Um, the first, this was the first, was due to, uh, uh, I guess it's like a rumor, but some friend of mine was swearing up and down that uh, Spy Hunter for the NES, that if you hit a certain point in the game, when your car blew up, it would like you could either either it was either when your car blew up or you went into a certain truck you come out and drive a motorcycle and it moved faster could weave between vehicles and had different weapons and me and some friends like played that game for I don't know like five hours trying to get to that supposed motorcycle you know no no game facts no. Nothing to really consult, nothing in any of the magazines we had. It was just someone swearing up and down they saw somebody do it. And I think at like the five hour mark, we had all spiked the controller at least once. <laughs> but um, the other one, Joe, you'll be familiar with this. It was a uh, final, was it Tactics Advanced? Mm. I was super pumped for that just because I loved Final Fantasy Tactics, and you know I like the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 GBA. So I was like, okay, this is a match made in heaven. This is perfect. And they started off interestingly enough, you know, 
uh, you start off in like a normal world. Your tutorial is a snowball fight, and then you jump to this fantasy world. But uh, things hit a bit of a bump when they introduce like the fact that fights in these games are judged, and there's like a referee who enforces random rules picked for each fight, and <clears throat> it can bring your game to a screeching halt when they say, okay, no physical attacks, and you've got one wizard. <laughs> yeah. Or no swords, and you're like half, like half the people in there are using swords, or no bladed weapons, or no healing, and you can't use you. You've got this one character who basically can't do anything but like ineffectually club somebody with a stick for five damage or something. It, that kind of like it just randomly and indiscriminately bring whatever progress you were making to a screeching halt when like a BS rule got thrown in. Hmm. And it's not like you knew the rule beforehand, so. You just have to hope it didn't happen or hit it and then restart the game and switch your party out. But that wasn't what made me quit this game. <laughs> what made me quit this game is the fact that you're like playing as you come to find out the most villainous character in the whole fucking game. Is, uh, this whole you're being sent to another world thing. There's this element of your character saying, "Oh, I really need to get back. I got to get back to the real world because it's the real world." And all of these characters who've gone there with you have like serious problems. Uh, some of them have debilitating physical and mental illnesses, and in this world, they're normal. And your goal as this whatever protagonist is to bring everyone back to their crushing reality. What game is this? Do it. (laughs) Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. Ah, interesting. It's a really good game. And yeah, Lionel, totally agree with you. I want to just, when I found that out at the end, just wanted to punch that kid. Like, what are you doing? Don't. Why? I mean, their lives Fuck. were really shitty in real life. I mean, really, really yeah, the shitty. The thing you've got going is being the new kid. Yeah. Fuck your problems. It's it's terrible to say this, but your problems are inconsequential to theirs and to theirs. I mean, one of the Don't kids. I mean, like this. One of the kids is in a wheelchair. I mean, the other is like his father. I mean, it's just like, come on. Don't. Well, yeah. Like, 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 what is it? His own brother is like bedridden because yeah. he's like. I don't know if it was like illness or if he was paralyzed, but he doesn't know life outside of his room. Yeah. Your own brother is able to walk and live normal here. The uh, kid that I swear to God, swear to God, he got peed on by those bullies. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, he's like, what is it? He's like the prince of like the biggest kingdom in that world or some shit. Yeah. The king. In a Game Boy Advance game? Yep. Yeah. Well, no, no. They didn't. No, I just implied this that they do everything short of that. Like, uh, when you play the tutorial, it's a snowball fight between you, him, and another character, and the bullies. And throughout the tutorial, they're all throwing snowballs at him. And it ends when one of them puts a rock in the snowball. Yeah. Like, yeah, story-wise, he's, like, busted open at that point, and they're still crying out for his blood. Like, these kids are sociopaths. Hmm. I don't know and if you... I don't know if... I don't know if you played it or not, Lionel, but the there was a sequel, 
it has nothing to do with that uh, that particular story. This the uh, there's another tactics advance, and it's really good. It's a different story though, but it's really good. So if you get a chance to play that, I would I would recommend that you play okay. that as well. Yeah, because like tactics advance, like I think that may have been the first time a game, honestly. Well, a game without meaning to, I should say, honestly, offended me. Yeah. Uh, the next time it happened was Xenogears, uh, so that's kind of a spoiler. Yep. Xenogears uh, is another. What you, Not Xenogears, sorry, Xenosaga. Did Did you have another one? Or you said, or or you just saying Xenosaga? No, Xenosaga is another one, but I won't go into it. Yeah, yeah. Don't spoil those games. Those are those are good games. Um, not to say advanced Texas Advance wasn't a good game. They all are very good games, but Xeno Saga is definitely one you want to play through it's to experience all of it. I just couldn't get behind the motivation there. Like, that was yeah. just too cool. Okay, let's move on to the recommendations. Uh, Mike, how about you? Do you have a recommendation for us? Uh, yes. Cute. Is this is this really a recommendation or is it what you've been playing? It's pretty much what you've been playing at this point. That's what yeah. it's come to. Well, I mean, I got so. What did I say last week? Was it Candy? No, it wasn't Candy Crush. Uh, <laughs> shoot, what was it? I haven't played Candy Crush in a long time ago. <sighs> I don't know. But we talked about mods, and I talked about. Jedi Knight for a second, I think. Yeah. But anyway, so so my clanmates have uh, actually found a new mod where, so I guess when LucasArts folded or, or Raven did or, or something, somebody released the source code for Jedi Knight too. So uh, and it got taken down, but once you put it on the internet, it's out. So um, I guess some modders actually took that and they've been and they made this mod that kind of revives Night 2's multiplayer it has all these mods but it also most importantly um, lets you look at the server list um, so you can actually join games and play with people um, yeah and somebody else actually backed up all of Jedi uh, Knight 2 files which is a part of Filefront hmm so all of these old skins and models and maps um, are and modifications are someone has them uh, they're they're floating so they're available to get if you go to the right place um, but yeah so I've been playing that and it's it's very it's good it feels good to because I, I I've probably said this before but I. I've been a part of this clan for over 10 years. I've known some of these people since like 2004. Um, and I know I know them all through Jedi Knight. And throughout the years, I kind of dabbled with playing with them uh, in other games. But mostly I just go in there and, and sit and talk with them on TeamSpeak or whatever. But it's it's nice that we're all... Like when you can get four or five people in a game of Jedi Knight Two, that's a good night, mm. and we've been doing that more lately. Um, and the combat's just super fun. It's it's really it's really deep. Like the, the lightsaber combat, you, 
you swing and you kind of control it with the directions and your movement plays in and also the where you're looking with the mouse plays in and it's 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 a deep combat system so it's just been really fun to hang out with my boys and and play that shit again that's really cool that you guys have been, it's been like almost 10 years you said that's no it's been like 12 years oh jesus wow <laughs> and you guys are all hanging out still that's pretty that's pretty cool uh i haven't really played any of the the jedi games what kind of things do you guys do i was it like missions or like what what things do you guys do um, it's so it's kind of a strange uh, it's kind of the power of community mm. <laughs> Of they kind of changed the name of the game. So there's a free for all mode where you know it's like a free for all mode, but in Jedi Knight, uh, if you go to a server that's free for all, it's not a free for all unless there's one going on and you can tell. And mostly people walk around and like talk to each other with their lightsabers out, or they just hop around and move about the level. Um, and you can actually challenge someone to a duel. Um, and then they can accept, and then people can watch, um, and yeah, as many duels um, as there are people can go on at once. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, and there's the community is there's just certain things we know, like you you bow before a match, <laughs> you you, you put your lightsaber away, and you crouch, and you look down, and then you stand up, and then you fight. Um, so there's there's like a strange ethics to it. Whoa. Uh, and, and and within our, our group, we don't we there's certain things we don't do. Like you can turn off force powers during a, a duel. So we we don't use force powers and we don't uh, we don't kick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So the community is. It's a lot smaller than it once was, but it's it's there. I actually had my first fight with a random person in a long time the other day, uh, and I won. She was cool. I like that you guys bow though. That's really that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's neat. Um, uh, uh, Lionel, how about you? Um, I'm just going to have to pull something from memory because I haven't been playing anything different from before. Um, so let me just think. Let me think and see if I can come up with a good game. Oh, wait. No, I think I did play something recently that I haven't talked about. So is it is it Telltale that did the uh, Sam and Max games? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, they took those characters and got the rights to a few others and put out a game called uh, Poker Night, where you basically, uh, I think what I played was Poker Night 2. And basically, in Poker Night 2, it's Texas Hold'em, except it's Texas Hold'em with Brock Samson from Adventure Brothers, Claptrap from uh, Borderlands. Ash from Evil Dead and uh, Sam from Sam and Max. It's <laughs> crazy. And so there's just all kinds of like random conversation and shit talking. 
unique dialogue based on uh, how you play from time to time. Occasionally, they'll address you directly or each other directly. React different ways based on when they get eliminated from the game or when they eliminate someone else. And then there's even unique uh, animations for both when they get eliminated and just when they're on their uh, themed levels. Um, the poker by itself is pretty solid. You have to uh, get a feel for the game, have some fun with it. But uh, maybe your poker game will improve by playing it. But more than anything, it's just about interacting with these characters and seeing how they interact. It's a lot of fun, and I wish you could see it happen more often. Not just... I mean, sure, other Poker Night games with other characters would be awesome, but just crossovers like this, I wish would occur in games more often. Yeah, I've seen you play it. I've played it, too. It's just... It's really cool. (laughs) Just being in that environment of just like his random like awesome characters and you're interacting with them, that's so cool. I agree. I wish there would be something you know you'd see more of that. Brock Sampson. Like imagine if you will, sitting at like a, a poker table in a darkened room on one side of the table, solid snake, on the other, Sam Fisher. And across from both of them is you. Yeah. That would be cool. And Gabe Logan. And Gabe Logan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I do need to play a Splinter yeah. Cell again. I like yeah. those games. Uh, oh, yeah. The Maru from, from Tenchu. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be so sick. I love Ricky Maru. Mm. What about you, Joe? What do you recommend? (laughs) Over the weekend, I played Firewatch. It's a game that just came out. Oh. Yeah, it is a fantastic game, but oh man, it's just. So, it's pretty much a game about life. I mean, it's. You pray. What I. I don't want to give too much. I mean, the game's really, really short. I mean, you can beat it. Within about three to four hours, it's really short. Cool. Um, but it's a very story-driven game, and I, mean, I don't want to give too much away. But it's really—it's about a. Uh, the main character is just pretty much he's lived. He's he's like he's forty-three years old or something, and he's kind of going through a lot of personal issues in his life, and he's just trying to get away from that all. So he ends up becoming a uh, a park ranger in Colorado or something for a while and he ends up experiencing all these crazy events that happen and there's an ending. The ending is something you wouldn't expect. A lot of people have been going on about how bad it is and blah 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 and at first when you think about the ending it does seem kind of just like this is the stupidest thing ever but then after about like an hour after the game I turned off the game I was still thinking about the story and his situation and how the ending played out and how it really connected with his his, his whole life. And it's just the ending really felt right. It really kind of fit perfectly in where he currently was in his side uh, with his life. And it's just it's it, the game. I haven't had this kind of happen with me with a game in a long time. It's just uh, after the game, <clears throat> after I had beaten the game. It, it stuck with me for the the rest of the the rest of the day. I just kept thinking about it and 
all the different scenarios and things that had happened and more about his character and the characters he was involved with. And it was a really great experience and I'm glad I played it. And I kind of want to, I want more games to be like, like the pull portal experience where it's just quick and to the point and doesn't, you don't need to spend 20 or 40 or 50 hours on it. It just, it's very to the point. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I like that too. Yeah. I, I love when games do that well. Like Brothers did that really well. Yeah, and it, it is definitely did this. And was and I think why it was done so well is because it, some of the developers that worked on the Walking Dead games they came from there and this is their new studio that they're in, and this is their first game. So Yeah, it's it's Ali Moss's studio actually. <coughs> I don't know if he's a co-founder or if he's... Uh, I think he's a co-founder or, or owner. Mm. Of, uh, but he's... I mean, the whole game's aesthetic is based off of... He's a graphic designer. It's based off of kind of his style. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen his work. Yeah. It's very... A lot of people ape his, his style. And he's kind of aping Saul Bass, another designer from uh, back in the day. But... Uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to Firewatch. And then, do you know how much it is? It's $20. I think it's a bit much for, uh, I mean, for how oh, you can so beat the game in like three or four hours, but it's kind of a bit pricey. I kind of wish it was maybe around like $15, but I'd still say it was worth it. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I have it on Steam, Mike. If you want to, if you want to check it out, you can borrow it. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to play it. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to it, and then I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you can only... We let someone borrow a game on Steam. They, no one else can play it, but if you finish it in Lionel, if you want to check out it out for that, you can check it out, too. It's, yeah, sure. Yeah, like I said, it's just you'll, you guys will beat it super fast. It's a it's a great game. It's just... But it was really... Something else about the, the experience, too, after I played the game is it started to make me think about my life and just kind of... As I get older, it's just the fact that it had that kind of effect on me. It's just that that's that's a good game. Yeah. <clears throat> How old are you now? Oh, fuck, I'm thirty. Okay. Yeah. It's turn, okay, Joe. I'll be there soon. Turn thirty in I, t- I turned thirty me in September. Too. We're right behind you. Yeah. But um, yeah, Firewatch is the only game I played, and I'm see actually the only game that I have beaten in quite a long time. So that was. My voice is given out here. Final thoughts. Uh, Mike, how about you? Final thoughts. Marcus, PSP. Jeez. Lionel, how about you? <clears throat> oh, my God. Don't let me catch your ass in the street, Nintendo. You see me, you better walk the other way. Yeah. Uh, you think you could take other Reggie? Other than that. Take Reggie. Oh, I... Oh, I'll tear his ass apart. <laughs> He's probably like the size of two of you. <laughs> wow. Like, like Joe, pretty... Joe on your shoulders is probably about how big Reggie is. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, in order to defeat him, me and Joe are going to have to combine our powers. The Joe? world's most tallest duck or gamer. <laughs> Joe, you remember how to do the fusion dance, right? Oh, yes. We got this. Put on some earrings. Do our little fingers. We got this. Oh. Yeah, so 
<laughs> when some strange black guy comes up to you and says his name is Low, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you'll know that me and Jim succeeded in combining. <laughs> uh, it's like station. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Oh man. Well, my final thoughts is 2016. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a crazy year. It's 2016, baby. I mean, there's VR. I mean, we didn't even have any articles in there about Hololens. That's a becoming a big deal. I mean, there's AR, VR. It's just all these drones. All this shit coming out. It's crazy. It's gonna be good stuff, though. Yeah. Good stuff. Cockeyes on your face. That too. Lots of that. All right. Doo doo caca. Got no midgets. All right. Uh, rigmarole. Rigmarole. <laughs> oh, yeah. The rigmaroles. That's Riga the morole. Yeah. All right, Lionel. Riga my remoral. Roll more. Roll. 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 <laughs> Go. Go. Okay. Go. So, if you want to just check us all out, head on over to the website, heylistenradio.com. Or, you know, check out the page. The SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud.com slash HeyListenRadio. Uh, the Facebook, also HeyListenRadio. You can find us on uh, iTunes. And, uh, we have Twitter, so HeyListenRadio. Android. Android, yes. But let, let's say you're not into all of us. Let's say you want to contact uh, someone individually. Like, oh, say me. And talk about the animes. Become part of the connection. Well, you can check me out on Twitter at OldTakuConnect because there weren't enough characters for connection. And you can help me figure this whole Twitter thing out. Well, even though you're not doing the Twitter, the Twitterins, apparently your show is doing the, the best out of all of ours. So you're doing yeah, something yeah. right. It's been doing the best since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why hmm. but you know what it is you know what it probably is it's probably just sheer numbers i've got more episodes that and anime people just really love that shit well it's it's joe, a dedicated well, subject. you're pretty close with joe as far as numbers i mean yeah but i've still been out longer than joe's so yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, you haven't been around as long as I have, though. <clears throat> yeah, but three whole I episodes. You, I think yours just feels. Mine's too obscure, and Joe's is too broad. But yours is just niche enough. <laughs> this podcast is too big. This podcast is too small. Yeah. My podcast is just right. Well, that and I think that there's so, there's already a lot of video game podcasts out there, and there's not a lot of anime Next podcasts, time. so that could be why. Um, and yeah. nobody knows what the fuck my show is. <clears throat> Yours is the nineties. Yeah. All its glory. Yeah, somewhat. Where can they find your stuff, right. Mike? Uh, you can find you know where you can find me. Find me up your ass at Hyper Nineties on Twitter. Spell up the nineties. Um, yep, 
and this this month we have for your listening pleasure uh, episode of Goldeneye. It's not just about Goldeneye; it's about the road that led to it and the path that continued afterwards. Yes, it's a good episode. Just listen to it. James Bond, good stuff. All right, that's where it. Can we find, where can we find Mr. Joseph Burchett on Twitter? Oh, I think I can taste yeah. blood. Oh, God. If they want to talk to me fearlessly here. All right. And if you want to find out more information about this particular podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at NAGP Returns, where I talk about just more video game news and other random stuff it's related the to that. of a madman. It pretty much is. That's all I do. Yeah. I just find whatever I can and put it out there. But it's yeah. very active and willing to engage you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I will. Hey, en- check out this link. It's great. That's pretty much me. That's me, my impression of Joe's Twitter. That's my Twitter in a nutshell. Wow. But it's this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. good. Joe's got the most followers so far. Mm. Yep. <sighs> yeah, follow all of us, I'm- though. I'm losing followers at a steady pace. Oh, that's so annoying. I don't like that. I got that two. Because all the spammers. I and... got two. <laughs> you have more than two. How many do no, you I have? Mean, I, I haven't two. checked. Ten? You, you got what? Yeah, I have, I have uh, ten total. And I got mm-hmm. two recently that I don't believe are in any way connected to either of us. So they're like... Yeah. <laughs> they at that's least seem good. to be legit people interested <laughs> Yeah, Michael Rappaport's podcast followed me. Nice. It's because uh, well, it's, it's known. It's been known for a while that he's the blackest white man ever. <laughs> but uh, I retweeted a video that someone else tweeted of him explaining that he was actually there the moment that Tupac met Snoop. <laughs> he was there. It's I the moment. I retweeted it, and I was like, I was like, this is just further proof that he's the absolute blackest white man on the planet. <laughs> and he retweeted it. Awesome. Need more of that. Yeah. Well, ah. there's nothing yeah. else going to the cookout. Oh, yeah, he's going to the I mean, he's probably throwing the cookout. <laughs> uh, no, Gotta get Lionel Tweetin's mole. Come you on. know who else got invited to the cookout? Mm-hmm. Bill Nye. Is, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he is old. And uh, what's once more, <laughs> BET said they'll allow it. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's good. Bill Nye. Uh, oh, yeah. One more. You got to follow at Jumper Cables. <laughs> yeah. This is the unofficial bootleg Twitter account for Jumper Cables. It's where I guess what he's doing. It's the best Twitter ever. Or sometimes, sometimes just won't be. sometimes I I post updates of what he's actually doing, but that's harder now that I don't live with him. I'm sure you'll ninety percent of the time you'll guess right. I was pretty amazed to find like things I'd said a week ago on that Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh shit, he really was the sick. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy all of our Twitters, though. It's 
Well, especially when, especially when we have back and forth between the three of us. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. We just got to get people to follow us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Should we say bye to the audience? Farewell. Bye.